Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how did your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media? Absolutely, I am Spike Lou in these same social streets. Holla at your boy. How you holding up out there? Man, I can't complain out here, man. I got out of the house over the weekend. I was excited. Kicked it, didn't you? you yeah, an outfit. No way. Rest it on later. Did you have it lay out the night before? <laughs> Shoes and everything. Tough. That's how hype What'd I you get to do? Not shit. Just moved around. Pulled up in car. Oh. Ate good. Dipped. Mm. That was it. Niggas, niggas don't understand, man. Atlanta is wide open. Yeah. I ain't no, is this place open? Can I go here? My nigga, pull up. Whatever it's you want to do. Yes. It's open. You do that. Yeah, they got it going on here. Wear your mask, though. Be respectful and responsible. Yeah, all that. And, and keep your distance, too. That's my favorite part. Stay six feet away from me. I love that. Yeah, I love social distance. 100%. <laughs> that got to be a new normal once this is over with. Facts. <laughs> Let's keep that rolling. I'm cool with that. True indeed. What we got up this week? Man, action-packed episode coming up today. Highly anticipated for sure. Touching on a couple things. Uh, number one, Trouble will apparently do whatever it takes for their Drake verse. Uh, also, Spotify has made some changes to their algorithm. We'll discuss whether that's good or bad for an artist. And... It's that time of the year, people. Top 10 albums from each of us. We've both got our respective list. We will go over that in just a moment. But first, yo boy Chance the Rapper is being sued by his now former manager for get this $3 million, all right? His manager is saying, number one, he still needs to pay him for uh, old wages that he hasn't received. And two, that he was fired wrongly because he was the scapegoat for the lack of success for Chance's last album, The Big Day. My question to you, is that fair or foul to put the bad album reviews on the manager? I think that this is a foul, and I, I'm, I'm going to step up and take off of my boy Chance here. Uh, Pat Cochran is the manager that that is fouling the suit against Chance for $3 million. He's, he's claiming... Uh, that Chance didn't listen to his advice and released the big day anyway, even with the marriage and things going on, which has caused his credibility to crumble. Uh, this guy was around Chance for the years that built up the coloring book. He did all the things, um, the, the independent, he advised Chance to stay independent. Essentially in this lawsuit, what he's stating is he's the, the, the man behind the machine. And I get that. And right before, he, he blew up in the debut album, which he advised against came out. You know, he was telling Chance, hey, lay back, lay off, and Chance kept it rolling on him. This, I think, is, is um, one of the things that when you go into contracts and when people say, well, he didn't have a lawyer and you did the infamous baby and Wayne situation, everything is different when it comes to what you should and could and couldn't get. This guy put a lot of work in and he was offered $350,000 once he was let go, once they moved forward in another direction for all the work that he had put in over the past seven years. Now, he said, I spent $2.5 There's no way three fifty dollars is going to cover me. Ooh. So I get it in that sense. 
But to drag in like coloring book and saying I advised against it, like that don't get you no merit. Like you don't get no cool points or brownie points for that. You can't even get that into litigation. That probably is going to be left out of the lawsuit. But that was the headline. Chance fired me. I advise against this awful album because it's the punchline in hip hop right now that that album was terrible. The big day, yeah. uh, but I do think this guy like he has a point with the money that he spent. It's another Carl Crawford, Meg The Stallion situation. The artists have to protect themselves, but at the same time, the people behind the scene, the managers, the label owners from the smaller labels, the production labels, they have to protect themselves as well. And when you let go of someone right before or right at the time that you're bubbling, like Chance is probably bigger now than he's been, uh, even with the awful album. And you say, you know what, man, I think I'm gonna go another way with management. Here's a, a fraction of the 15% that you were supposed to receive. So you know what, I talked myself into it. I changed my mind. It's actually, it's fair on his end to be suing Chance. Yeah, no, it's super fair because Chance is doing them dirty. Like you said, hmm. it was this day one guy. And normally, normally the day one person can get the artist to a certain level and then it's time when the big dogs like a rock nation or somebody else comes in and takes them through the roof chance was already through the roof like he was he's already super popular i don't know why so obviously the manager is doing something chance has overachieved times 10 already he dropped that god-awful album the it's big god man terrible. but i don't think even if you're a Chance fan and you think that album was terrible, you love his other stuff so much. You love the coloring book. You love the acid rap. That you you can get a mulligan. Everybody's allowed a small album. That's there's nothing wrong with that. That's not enough to jump off a cliff and fire the person who got you at the All Star game <laughs> in Charlotte. Like he, they got him big boy looks. He's the one that advised you not to take the record labels money when they were beating down your door and, and 90 percent of other managers probably would have taken that bag and ran so i think there's a different uh there, there's a different connection with somebody when they'll tell you something that you don't want to hear and that's what it sounded like this person was so i'm thinking that there's something else going on that they're not talking about that we don't know about that led to this because i refuse to believe he thinks that it's because of that album because Chance is the one rapping. It's it's in his damn name for Christ's sake. <laughs> this this nigga's Chance the rapper. You yeah. put out bad rap music. It's not on the manager, man. It's on you. Yeah, it's fair. And I think this goes to a point that creatives probably struggle with a lot when he's thinking that he's in his zone. And he's thinking that this album is going to be of par and he's telling him, this is what I got in mind for the rollout. And this is how I'm going to follow up. And the manager is sitting like, nah, bro, that ain't it. You as a creative, you probably just thinking, nah, you don't get it. Right. And you're not, like you said, you're not Chance the Rapper. I appreciate your input, but I'm going to keep this shit moving because I feel like that I got what it takes to keep it moving. And also he has a, you spoke of a mulligan. He got a cheat code. Like his people are well connected. Like they're they're well connected in Chicago politics, music industry. So he can say, well, you know what, my nigga, you, I appreciate you, but I still got a machine over here that knows how to get stuff done. So he got a little bit more leeway where another artist who's not as big as Chance or who doesn't have the structure behind him that Chance has with his family. 
would say, you know what, I'm gonna listen to my manager. And that's probably what that manager is used to dealing with. I'm the expert that got you in all of these rooms, that got you on Ellen, that told you to stay independent. Now I'm telling you not to put out a God awful album around your marriage and you don't listen to me and now you wanna fire me because of that. Yeah, that's an issue. And hey, real talk, if I'm an artist that's looking, if I'm an artist looking for a manager right now, this dude has advised Chance not to take the big boy deals, made him a millionaire and a household name. He advised him not to put out, put out that whack-ass album, which he shouldn't have done. Hey, this thing, he two for two. He cooking. Like, somebody get him on the horn. I, I'm looking for him to manage me immediately because he know what the hell he doing. Do you think that he'll get the $3 million? I doubt it. I doubt it. Oh. I know, unless he got receipts. If he got them receipts, because he's saying that money's old, that there's money owed to him. And uh, who knows? But if, if he can pull up in receipts, he can get it. He's supposed to have fifteen percent of all revenue from the three companies: the touring company, the merch company, and the uh, album sales company. So he's mm. supposed to get fifteen com percent combined revenue of those. Chance offered him ten percent of total revenue, and he wanted to wait until the back end. Um, so that's how that deal looks. If he wins each case that he's presenting in this lawsuit it could be an upwards of nine million dollars that chance will owe this man oh just that's putting say, chance out of business if, if you if you look at what so if he was supposed to get 15 percent, which he's equating to be three million mm -hmm. i mean he bringing in big he bringing in m's over m's over m's over m's like yeah. even with a whack album even with a whack album and, wow. and real real quick though i wish like i i, I get it he's suing chance I wish, I wish everybody could who listened to that album could sue Chance in like a class action lawsuit so that we can get our time. Because I can't get my time back when That's I leave. Hating. I can't get That's that back. Hating. I'm not that bad. This nigga, like, bad. when niggas sue like Comcast and shit, you get the little thing in the mail. They, like everybody sue Apple for slowing the phones down and shit. Yeah, <laughs> everybody sued Apple. Phone. They got like $10 because they everybody needs to sue Chance that listened to that album. Wasting our time on a big day. Wasting my time on a big day lawsuit. I need it started. Let's get it started. Somebody start the petition, please. They'll be That's funny. Moving to a more serious topic, your man's G Herbo and your man's Casanova two times, respectively from Brooklyn and Chicago. Yeah. Uh, both of these guys got caught up on the wrong side of the law over the past week. G Herbo with fraud cases stemming from transactions uh, with puppies and tour bookings and vacation and Casanova in a RICO case uh, tied to the Brooklyn gang that he's associated with throughout his career. There's a murder in there as well. Could be a very steep sentence for Casanova. My question to you, with everything that's happening involving Pop Smoke and King Von and even Takashi 69 do you think the rappers are now being targeted again by the police? I don't know because the G Herbo thing, it, it sounds like some scammer shit. Hmm. It's not, it's not like him or his people, somebody he knows was scamming. And I think G Herbo has a little bit of an easy out with that because he can say that he doesn't, he didn't know that that's where the money was coming from that paid for some of this stuff. He can always fall back on that. You know what I'm saying? Unless they got him on some type of taps or some shit. I think he's cool. Casanova it's going to be a little tough to prove because to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to like them RICO laws and conspiracy laws, you almost have to prove that you didn't have anything to do with it. And that could be very difficult. It could be an uphill battle 
to prove you're about Casanova have to prove it, not the prosecution, right? Exactly. Right. It's it's almost it's it's like an uphill battle, which is why the feds have such a high incarceration winning rate when it comes to to ninety five percent. Ninety five percent, because the it's almost like the burden is on the defendant. It seems like I don't know. Again, I've only seen Law and Order a couple times. Feel me in if I'm wrong. But if that's the case. They they trying to Bobby Schmurter him and it's, and it may not look good because he's gonna have to prove a whole lot of shit with niggas that he's been in pictures with, he's been in video with, he's known probably half his life. And it's a shame because the police have been watching him for a minute, whether it comes to like performing at Hot 97 or, or any type of shit like that. They've been on him for a minute. It's because his life that he used to live, he was in that shit. He's came out of that and made it in music. He's on Rock Nation, right up under Jay. So he's in a different situation, but it's so hard to shake where you came from. Now, whether he's involved in that shit present day or not, that, again, that's for him to prove, but it's just sad to know that you can shake that and still be targeted and still be lumped in with the people you know. It's just, it's fucked up. It is, man. It's a rough situation. And to step back and take it from a micro level, Hip hop, the most popular genre of music on earth. Uh, that being, I, I say that to say everybody's seen how the Takashi Six Nine shit played out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's seen him, and you can say, well, he ain't built like these other niggas that in rap build. That he ain't this and he ain't that. But I don't think that the police know that. So to answer the question on our rappers being targeted, I think so, and I think that target got bigger when Six Nine start talking. Because they thinking if this dude, one of the bigger rappers, gets in the room and does this with these charges, then I can get G Herbo to tell on the nigga with the fake cards. I can get Casanova two times to tell on the niggas that in the gang. I don't care if they got nothing to do with it or not. And that is the problem, I think. The backlash, the wave from this whole Takashi era that we had in hip hop where he was getting all this attention. And like you said, the police, they see social media. They know these niggas. They see how they moving. And I'm not, I don't think that G Herbo had any malice intent. I'm, I don't think that he was out here scamming. Uh, but I don't understand how a nigga around him could be close enough to be like, if you my manager, my nigga, and you out here scamming, like that shouldn't come nowhere near the profitable legal bread in which I bring in. My nigga, like you figure out whatever the fuck you need to figure out for me to book this hotel legally. Like there should be no reason he call a nigga and a nigga book some shit for him, buy some puppies for him with a fucking scam card. Like, bro, you like y'all niggas is legit. Yeah, we got songs allegedly legit. Right. And and it, it just seems weird as fuck for them to even go through this unless the bigger thing was hopefully we get these niggas in here and they start singing like Takashi. Now the difference like what you said with um, Casanova is very hard to get out from under a Rico case like you stated because it's so broad in what they can charge you with and so broad in what they can say that you were doing. Oh, well, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, you may not have committed a crime, but you was working with this nigga who committed the crime. Who we like? It's just so much shit to up with and get out from. Yeah, it's hard to get out from under that. So it's gonna be an uphill battle, like you said, for Casanova. I don't see him even with the Breakfast Club uh, clips that were out there and stuff. Like I don't see him telling on nobody. 
Uh, so with that being said, he may not have any serious charges, but he may also have to go sit down for like four or five years because of what you said, being associated with niggas, being like running with niggas and not and, and living to the cold. Like he's not going to go in there and tell on niggas like 6ix9ine did. The police probably had that mistake in thinking that they going to use him to get the niggas that they really looking for in that gang that they he knows and he knows what they did, but he's not going to pull a Takashi and go in there and sing like that. So I feel like that he's going to probably have to eat some time or by the grace of God be able to get off of this on the lack of evidence. But it, it, it's, it's, it definitely, I feel like, is a targeted attack due to what 6ix9ine did and provide the information. And now they think if we shake the tree, with these, like, if we shake the tree with all of these niggas that's affiliated and these gang-affiliated rappers that we see out here on Instagram and start bringing these niggas in on bogus RICO charges, we gonna get somebody. And I think that's the thought process. That's the same thing. Was I feel like Bobby Schmurter was the same way, except they 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 didn't tell and and they and they took it. But like it, you mean his case? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we listened. To, you talked about the uh, deeper than the riot podcast. We listened to that. Louder than, and he, right. yeah, yeah. louder than the right, yeah. And he said that. He said they really didn't have no evidence on me. Like, yeah. but I, I, I wasn't gonna go in there and tell them what they were looking for me to tell them. So shit, I had to take the charge. It, it's it's fucked up because on both sides, on one side, Casanova street ties make him a little bit more legitimate in 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 this genre of music. It just it, it those ties make him look legit. And on the flip side, you also look legit to the police. So it's, it, it's fucked up. The same image can look two different ways to two sets of people. And in some instances, it can make you rich and famous. And in some instances, it can get you locked up for 10 plus years. Yeah, man. Shout out to those guys. Man, I st- I'm baffled by the G Herbo shit, though. G Herbo was buying um, puppies, diner and- dogs. He he bought puppies. He booked vacation. No, he bought Maywood. designer puppies. No, no, let's not leave that out. Whatever the fuck that means, designer. Yeah, they got them designer. Mm-hmm. But you ain't see. Uh, I guess dogs is the fat. And you ain't see French with that big ass dog that he had on IG. No, man, French had a dog that was like a fucking bear. It's called a Tibetan Mastiff. Have you ever seen those? Oh, I gotta see. I gotta look at it. And you, that motherfuckers was the same size as French. <laughs> that shit was fucking crazy. Like it's, it's like a, it's a status symbol dog in like Tibet, China, or, or Asia, or whatever it may be. So like it costs a lot of money. Man, it was a big, big, big wolf dog. Like they said on uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. But yeah, designer puppies like Zierbo. That's, nuts. That's yeah. nuts. They true. What else you gonna spend your money on? You're a rapper. You gotta have a designer dog. I'd be hot at my manager though if they were using fake credit cards. Yeah, everybody shit. fired. I, I, I don't give a yeah. fuck if we homeboys or nothing. Y'all niggas is fired. Like, <laughs> y'all holler at y'all niggas, man. Y'all go work for somebody else. We still be cool and everything. Y'all niggas ain't never handling none of my business no more. If like, how I'm, is it if, possible? Huh? If I'm, if I'm G Herbo, I'm on speed dial with Chance, old rapper, and we in the shot, <laughs> man. <laughs> Stop. Get that nigga. Get that nigga on the horn. Get him on the line now. Higher. Yeah. Get him. Um, on. Let's take it down south, man, to Atlanta. Rapper Trouble uh, got in a little online trouble by some of the words he said uh, regarding Drake. Um, he was <laughs> he was quoted as saying something to the effect of that he would let his girl sleep with Drake in exchange. He would let his wife sleep wife. with Drake. It, he later went on IG Live and clarified it and said that he wasn't talking about wifey 
it was more of like if he had like a little jump off, he would send her Drake's way in exchange for a feature. We all know what a Drake feature can do. That's going to get you streams and money and all that type of shit. So he cleaned it up. Now, my question to you, how much would you pay for a Drake feature? Is it, is it worth your girl if you're trouble? Tell me, please. I'm not letting my wife get smashed by Drake <laughs> for the Drake feature. And he did clarify. He said wifey. He said that we all know that a Drake feature will bring in a couple M's, and I'm not the type Ooh. of nigga that's going to stand in front of some money for me and my people. No, no, but he, but he said it wouldn't be. He said, y'all know me. Y'all know who I am with my with the wifey. Niggas can't even look at my gal. Like that's not. That even- sounds good now and in public, but if you if a nigga Drake put the feature on the table, I'm not sure which way trouble is gonna go. And I fuck with trouble. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I mean, if if you got like unlimited bread and you a big dog just coming in, man. That, that Drake can write his own check from a I don't give a fuck if it's a million or what like Drake can write his own check because think about a Drake feature tomorrow that drops with a motherfucker that you never even heard of that person is probably going to be the most talked about artist by the end of this week that's worth a million dollars uh, so yeah I, I mean I'm giving Drake whatever he wants for a feature with the exception of smashing my wife it ain't <laughs> that serious I grind it out and just work my way up to the top if Drake wants to smash my wife, if that's the case. But, yeah, I give him a million. He can't smash the wife. You know? It ain't no indecent proposal shit going on. Because yeah, then, then, like, even, first of all, if y'all haven't seen indecent proposals, some, was it 90s, 80s? Yeah, 90s. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forget that people may have missed that. You're right. Yeah, yeah, just in case. But, but the thing was, that person that was, he offered a million to, to smash his wife. wife. It's like a rich dude, blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't Drake. He wasn't going to have a hit song on the radio next summer where you got to hear it everywhere you go for the rest the of feature, your life. The feature going to be talking about smashing your wife and everything. Like, nigga, what? Every time he drop a bar about smashing somebody, you're going to think he's talking about your gal. You just That's might look on your gal one day. Nigga, y'all sitting there just, bitch. Bitch, you fucking but, Drake. <laughs> I will say this though. That's first of all, that's funny as fuck. Number one. Number two, a Drake feature is absolutely priceless. Ask McConan, mm. ask Blockboy JB, and to a, a certain extent, ask Lil Baby, because that cat that helped catapult him. He took it from there, but it helped put him up. Um, but it, his features can have life-altering effects. That just is what it is. Why I don't believe for everybody except McConan. But to be well, fair, you know how you bad know. you got to be to fumble that McConan fumbled the shit out of there, boy. Yeah, he wanted to get out of that, but he—he, he, I mean, he had his fifteen minutes for whatever that's worth. If who knows? You think he work a job now? Nah, hell no. Nah. McConan think. don't work a job. I think he still make music. He just—he just probably write. He probably write really? for people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He probably—he probably goes writing. You know, or, or just writing, writing. No, but it, it, you know, I think it's funny though that Trouble's the person who said this because he does have a Drake feature, and that song really didn't didn't catch. take off like that. So and, and I like the song. Really, you like that song? I do. I do like that song. But it, I mean, it's Drake. You know, I like that. That's true. And the Midas touch. But that, but that song didn't really take off. Like it wasn't a hit. It wasn't made to be like a single. The Why beat, you think it didn't though? Was it Trouble? I think not. Nah, Trouble got locked up around that time, so he really couldn't push it like he couldn't wanted push to. it like he wanted to. But it just, he like he had Drake in the video and everything. It just the beat is a little 
the beat is kind of weird, man. It's not like a slapper. If I'm getting Drake on the phone or I'm, I'm getting him on a song, I'm sending him the hit, the song that sound like a hit that I just need yeah. people to hear. Like this is a don't smash. Short, I just need the rest of the world. Don't short me on the beat with the Drake feature. So I'm getting Drake on yeah. here so that the rest of the world can hear what I already know is a hit. That song wasn't a hit with or without Drake. So mm. it just it's ironic that it came from him and he, he had that one Drake feature feature and, and blew it. <laughs> <laughs> Drake it. wasn't gonna make that a hit. I, I definitely understand that. All right, moving on, man. Y'all check Troy about man. He got a song called um God. It's something on his latest album, man. The intro for his latest album, that shit is fire. I think it's Thug another my dogs or something. I think the album is Thug Love. Thug Love and the, the first song is like Letter to My Dogs. I love my dogs that or something. Bang. That shit banging. Uh, all right. On to the last topic before we get into the much anticipated albums of 2020 by the On Deck TV podcast. Spotify, they are changing or giving you the option as an artist to change the program and they'll pump your music if you take a little bit less money and put you where you need to be so people will know you. They're changing the whole structure. My question to you, is this a problem for hip hop artists knowing that they can essentially use payola to get popular on Spotify? Man, this is crazy. So first of all, Spotify already pay. It says they pay about $3.18 per 1,000 streams. Right. It's on average. So you break that down, it tells you how much per stream they're paying, which is next to nothing already. So you're telling me in order for me to get placed higher on your Discover page and for me to get higher on your autoplay feature, I've got to take an even lesser cut than that? Bro, that's some slaw. And we in a pandemic, so I can't do shows. <laughs> I already can't do shows, so I'm literally hanging on for dear life for these streams. They're keeping the lights on, literally, and now you're telling me in order to get on these algorithms and get pushed higher, then I got to take a, a, another piece of cut out. I got so many questions. How much higher do I get on there? How much are you taking out? Like, How long does that last? How many people are able to do it? Like, I, I've got several questions. So the little guy, it's going to hurt. The big record labels, it's going to help, though, because they're going to take that and they'll take a, a piece of, I don't want to say somebody like a Cardi B, because she's already on, somebody who's right on the cusp, who could use that just extra just boost, maybe like a mulatto, somebody like that, that could just use that extra boost on their new single to where it auto-plays when you don't touch your, your shit and it plays on the her shit. And that gets them in more ears to cross over a little bit. It can it can do wonders for somebody like her, but the little person that is already counting on them streams, it's not going. It's going to hurt them for real. It's kind of weird that they're doing this. I think they'll rethink this and retool it. I don't, I don't think they're going to go with it as they as they said it. They might backtrack this shit by the time we put it out. Honestly, I think that this is an interesting concept. Uh, they're admitting to payola, admitting to being able to manipulate algorithms and put people that they prefer at the top. That's the one part of it is kind of sketchy, iffy. The other part, for the smaller guy, I disagree with you. I think that this is an opportunity. You use this as a tool, right? Spotify is the biggest streaming platform in the world. If you're telling me that you're gonna give me less money to give me a stage on the biggest streaming platform in the world, then what I need to do as an artist is turn that attention into dollars. I need more merch. 
you're right, I can't tour, but I need to figure out like uh, paywall stuff during the pandemic. I need to put out another album. Anything that I can do to use this platform and this bigger microphone that I have now because I took less of a cut to make more money on different avenues. The, the, the day in which a rapper is going to make the bulk sum of their money from music is over. That's over with. So if you're telling me that Spotify is paying me $3.18 per 1,000 streams, and they're telling me, well, take a $1.95, but I'm going to make sure that everybody hear it. My job as a rapper is to keep rapping, keep doing things that are going to make me money outside of Spotify, as opposed to, like you said, if, if, if I'm in the same pool with a fucking Chance the Rapper and a Drake and and two chains and all yeah. of these niggas that are battling for my attention on Spotify. When I log on, when they come in, if you just throw this random person in there, like, I'm not going to lie me. If I'm on Spotify and I see two chains, Drake Wayne, and then some random ass, I'm going to wonder what that person is doing there. I'm going to click on it. That's, that's how, how my mind thinks. I'm like, what the fuck is this person doing here? Let me see why this is right here. I know, like you just turned your nose up. Everybody doesn't think that way, though. Everybody, some people would be dismissive of it and be like, why the fuck is this person right here? I would want to know why they're right there and listen to their project, maybe deservingly so, maybe it shouldn't be right there, but I definitely would click on it and would get my attention to get the opportunity to turn into a fan. So I get it, and I'm with Spotify on it. If you got the budget, then cool. Like, yeah, if you got a budget, like... Yeah, we talked we talked about this when with Wendy Day several years ago. She said it's it's gonna run you 150 to get popping. Right. That's about, probably 250 now. <laughs> think about chance. Not chance dude said he spent out of pocket. I've spent 2.5 million dollars to make chance the rapper. See what I'm 2. saying? 2.5 million. Everybody ain't walking around with that, bro. We nah, need to fuck no. All right. So if you can take breaks where you get them. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting, man. I think they'll retool it, but people have been have been shucking Spotify for a minute with the streaming farms. They got they yeah. be putting their shit on autoplay, telling fans to keep their shit on playing on mute when they go to sleep. Make it you on a playlist, stream, like you know? just with, yeah, just make a playlist with all that song on it and just and like it <laughs> like, so people. So Spotify probably tired of that shit. <laughs> they probably like, hey, man, I got this fucked up. Okay, yeah. then, look, you want to get on our shit, then take this deal. They just give it options. You don't have to take it. Yeah, and then, like you said, you don't have to take it, but I think it's an opportunity for people that are smart business-minded, but smart business-minded artists where they can look at it and say, okay, I'm going to use this and do my one-two thing. With a budget. <laughs> With a budget. With a budget. Oh, uh, all right, man, it's that time of the year, guys. Top 10 albums of the year. I can't believe, number one, we made it to the end of the year. That's first and foremost. Shout out to everybody listening. Did this year go quick or was it long? It was, it, it was. It was a weird mixture. It's kind of like one of them seasons of TV that hit like a lull in the middle of the season. And you're like, man, I'm dragging through this motherfucker. But then the end goes really quickly, though. Like, all right. that action, you know. What the fuck happened? In the last three episodes, like, damn, I'm done already. This is this is 2020, dude. It took a lull in the middle, and now it's flying by. Um, so with that being said, we we both have a list of 10. Shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us since day one. We've been doing this since day one at the end of every year. Uh, so shout out to y'all. 10, 9, and 8. What do you have uh, and why? All righty. Starting at number 10. My number 10 artist. I enjoyed this guy, man. I think that his voice is unique. 
I can't wait to see uh, him grow up and be more of an artist and learn to use his skills and lyrics. It's 42 Doug, mm. young and turnt. That young, excuse me, young and turnt too. Yeah. I just enjoyed it. I think that everything that he got on this year, uh, just from a uh, freshman standpoint, he just killed it. I like his energy. I think his voice is different. Uh, his, he's fun as far as his lyrics. It ain't just like shoot him up, bang, bang, kill a nigga, or I'm getting money. Like it's funny, he's fun. Like, and then you, him being four foot two inches tall is even more hilarious uh, as far as his rapping style. And I love it. Like, I enjoyed the Younger Turn so much. Uh, I was one of the albums that I find myself continuing to double back to. And if I had to pick one song, uh, my favorite song on there would be the um, Young and Turn 2. Okay. Did you listen? Did you listen to that at all? Yeah, for sure. You did? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I, it, it was okay. I like the I like Young and Turn 1 more though. Okay. Perfect. Now, number eight and, excuse me, number nine and eight from the same camp. And number nine, I got Conway coming in from God, from a king to a God. And I got uh, Westside Gun Pray for Paris at number, what is it, eight? Yep. So nine and eight are Conway and Westside. I feel like the whole Griselda did their thing this year. Um, they would have been a little higher, but I just, from a uh, music standpoint, the bars, the production, I'm a Griselda fan. I love it. The reason they're kind of lower on my list, I didn't find myself going back to these albums as much as I did the other albums that are higher on my list. Not taking away from the quality or anything. Just found myself kind of Griselda out at one point. Uh, but I want them to continue to keep doing their thing. But those are my 10, 9, and 8. What do you got? Uh, I'm not mad at those. You've got Conway and Westside Gun completely booked up, though. And them <laughs> albums are... Well, I, I, we'll get to those in a second. Um, but my number 10 is Sayari the Kid. It was unwritten. I thought you uh, were gonna have This is probably my most low-key person on here. Nigga, this album is crazy. All like internet rumors aside, I'm not sure what he got going on. There was some little rumblings of some shit going down here in Atlanta. Nothing has come up to be confirmed. No other outlets have picked it up, so we're gonna keep it moving. The album is incredible. Um, he's a talented mm -hmm. dude. He can rap, he can sing. He's kind of found his bag. He didn't know what to do at first. He didn't know if he should be like the super lyrical dude from New York who moved to Atlanta, or if he should adopt the Atlanta sound and hop on with the auto-tune and harmonizing, or if he should find a nice, comfortable medium in between all that. And he's done that. So I already kid, it was written, the album is crazy. Number nine, I have Royce, The Allegory. Um, this is a really good album, and I find myself liking it more when I listened to it the first time, then I did doubling back a little bit later in the year. I still liked it. It's just that other projects have come out since then that I thought have topped it. Um, but I like what Royce is doing two years in a row. Actually, I think his album came out a year before last, but multiple projects, his last two projects have been in my top 10. And then number eight, I've got Boldy James, The Price of Tea in China. And we'll go ahead and throw the deluxe edition in under that. Him and Alchemist, again, I had Alchemist as, as one of my runners-up for Persons of the Year. This album contributed to that. Bodie James has been cooking for a while. Uh, he's been doing his thing for a minute. It didn't really just hit the fan until, well, for me, until this year. Him linking up with Griselda certainly helped. But this one right here kicked off 2020 proper, though. That Price of Tea of China is banging. We reviewed it on Patreon, I believe. So y'all check that out um, if y'all want to hear a review. But the album is fire. Again, shout out to Alchemist. 
Well, that was disrespectful to Royce. I can't believe that. <laughs> what are we doing next? Seven and six or seven six five? Uh, seven six five. Seven six five albums of the year from the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou with my seven six and five. Number seven. You thought it wasn't gonna make my list. You were hating on this album heavy during the Grammy nominations. Little baby, my turn. Hanging, I doubled back after uh, we had that conversation last week. Listen to it again. You couldn't ask for anything else from Little Baby at this point in his career <laughs> to say, and and when I say straight through, I want to use this term loosely. Like it's a little baby straight through album. Now it ain't the blueprint, it ain't UGK riding dirty, it ain't me against the world, but from where from where little baby started at. And listening to some of his older projects and this being the debut album, the one that they were upset about not being nominated for a Grammy, this was it. Like, this was like, when people look back on 2020, I think that they'll mention this album for the sound, the soundtrack of, of the year. So I really enjoy going back and listening to that. If I had to pick a song off of that one, it would have been Grace with my guy 42, Doug, previous mention. Uh, my I next one. signed to Baby 2 in a partnership with he and your God is old. Baby is he? I didn't know that. Executive hat on. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I thought your God is. So it's your God and. And for and, um, Baby, yeah. I wonder how that came about. Uh, number six. My guy, uh, mentioned Grammy-nominated artists, people that listen to this show usually get it fucked up and think I don't like this guy, but Nas, King's Disease at number six. Uh, dope album, 100%. Hit Boy's reign throughout the year continued to do what it did. I fucked with this King's Disease album that Nas dropped. If I had to pick a favorite song off of there, it would be All Bad with my guy Anderson Pack. That shit was fire. I've had that on repeat when my Spotify shit popped up, re wrap up for the year. That definitely was in the top listens. Um, so shout out to Nas and that King Disease and that merch is fire. Yeah. Uh, number five, making the top five for me would have been a shock last year. Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, Alchemist did his thing on here. Freddie Gibbs won my person of the year last year. I felt like that he upped his profile 1,000% and, and grew into being a, a rapper this year. And this album is reflective of that, man. It's it banging. It goes, it gives you exactly what you're looking for with Alchemist. He was on there rapping his ass off. He was heavily featured this year. Uh, so I got to give it to Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, number five. And I have to pick a song. It would be that something to rap about featuring Tyler, the creator. Banging. Uh, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. As a matter of fact, I got one or two on uh, yours on mine as well. So number seven, I'm going with Joyner Lucas Evolution. Mm. Um, that's my guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm going ahead and put it out there. Joyner Lucas is my guy. I was anticipating, he dropped two albums this year. The one that I was anticipating, the ADHD, ADHD. earlier this year, and it was just okay. Some, some mid, not bad, not great, not what I was hoping for. He then doubled back, and after making a lot of people wait hella, hella long for that ADHD, he came back with Evolution. And this grabbed my attention because he had the video with Ashanti when it looked like they were they were supposed to be acting in the video, but that shit looked like a slick porn uh, movie. So 
that grabbed my attention. I was wham, I see that. damn. And I think Joyner is going more in an independent route, doing his thing on his own and not necessarily worrying about label shit either. So I listened to this album with little expectations because I was let down with the ADHD. And that evolution is banging. Like it's complete flames. It fell under a lot of people's radar. I know a lot of people probably didn't even know it came out. Make sure y'all double back and kind of check that out. Don't let, don't sleep on that joint of Lucas's fire. Um, if you had to check a joint out, I would say um, on this way with the game hard. Um, number six, I'm going Nas King's disease right along with you. We've talked about what hit boys impact has been all year. We know what Nas is going to give us. This is what a lot of people wanted from the, him, the project with him and Kanye. They wanted a, him to sit out in the studio with a fire-ass producer for 13, 14, 15 of them fire-ass, uh, you know, beats and just lock them in the studio and cook up. We got cheated a little bit with the, with the Nazir joint because it was only six songs and it seemed like it was rushed. This seemed like they took their time with it and they laced them. We finally heard Nas on some high-quality production and it worked. I think this won a lot of non-Nas fans over. Like, my gal really isn't a Nas fan musically, but she heard, like, Spicy and a couple of drugs, and she was like, oh, no, he's not, this, this is like, it's hard right here. Like, he need to get this type of production from here on out, and I agree. Yeah, um, Nas, Nas finally winning the ladies over in yeah, 30 years know. in his career. Yeah, his 15th <laughs> album, man, he finally made my, my gal a fan. Nice, uh, nice for Nas. Number five, I've got, and I, you know what, I talked a lot of shit about this album as recently as last week. And then I ran it back and I remembered that this motherfucker was fire. Number five is Little Baby, My Turn. You say, I, it won't oh, even make the list. Listen, I'm, I'm going to come clean. It's very, very rare that I am wrong on this podcast. Trust That's me. That's not true. I, I was completely wrong about that Little Baby album. I completely forgot what was on it. So much music has come out. So much time has passed since this dropped earlier this year. That motherfucker is banging. And I, it's straight through. I'm going to come You know what that is? Growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's straight through. And, and like you said, straight through meaning uh, road trip. You know, you can go let it ride. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying 15 years from now we're going to dig this up out of the ground, out of a capsule and shit. But if for 2020... This is the soundtrack for 2020. It's, it's banging. Yes. I, I can't even front. I think that's um, the best way to put that album. It's the soundtrack for this year. That's it. And and listening to it, it should have been Grammy nominated. They should have went ahead and took out uh, Jay Electronica. Sorry. Absolutely. Sorry, Jay. Yeah. All right. So the last four, we want to do three, two, excuse me, yeah, four, three, two. And Look, then... Give me four. Just give me four. And I'll okay. keep going. And then we'll do the top three. Well, it's going to be uneventful because my four you've mentioned already is Price of Tea in China. Okay, okay. So that's my fourth. Uh, I, I, I know this is one of those, like you said, Bodie had been around for a while, uh, but I I hadn't heard of him. I'm not even sure what made me listen to this. I'm not, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was some podcast that I was listening to. And this was one of those where you text somebody and you'd be like, you gotta hear this. I remember I sent you the link. You know, I was like, Dude, you have to hear this. And it's just, you, you, as soon as it come on, like you just into it. And I, I feel like the, this, this album, like was one of my fucking favorites of the year. I had to pick a song. I would go with the Caruth in the intro. That shit's oh fire. I love that song. Yeah, and, and 
Shout out to Detroit. He he doesn't sound like anything out of Detroit on a mm. mainstream level. It's don't, different, yeah. Underground underground artists in Detroit don't shoot me. I haven't heard of you. We'll get to you when you get to that level. He doesn't sound like anything that I have personally heard from Detroit. So that was a refreshing, but it still gave you Detroit, though. You know if that makes any sense. Um, my number four is Westside Gun. Pray for Paris. Like I said, you touched mm. on it earlier. Um, this was his magnum opus. Like it just. Again, he dropped this at the top of the year. It was highly anticipated. Um, I love the rollout associated with it. Um, the, the album is complete and utter flames. Um, I mean, if if I had to go with, man, I don't know, uh, any one of the one of my favorite joints is Allah sent me with Benny. It was crazy. That's the that's the song that got his hoodie copped. I heard that. I said, point me to the merch stat. Cop the yeah. hoodie. Thank you, Westside Gun. Keep up the good work. I told you his other projects that he dropped in the later in the year, uh, they were all a step down from this. And that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. And they're not bad, but it's just like he set the bar high for himself early in the year by dropping that pair, Pray for Paris. And I thought that was a that was a mo that was a little movement and, and that prepared us for a Griselda takeover in 2020 because it was the first to come out of all this other stuff. Mm. So shout to that Pray for Paris. Bang. Facts. I need I that. I still need that jacket he had on on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody would have guessed my number three album. Now, I could sit here with you for an hour. You probably couldn't tell me. Uh, you couldn't name this. That means it's, it's law. No. It's probably my favorite album of the year as far as doubling back and listening to it. It's just fucking fire. Uh, I don't even know. Well, actually, it was in a rap chat. Uh, I can't think of it. Brent, I think is his name. He put us, he was talking about this uh, chick, Shay Noir. Her and Apollo, her and Apollo Brown as God intended. Mm-hmm. And that album is fucking amazing. It's probably been one of my most listened to albums this year. It's one that you could just put in and you ain't got to touch it. Uh, she is killing this. If you're looking for female lyricists like Rhapsody, something in that vein like she is right there with her she bodies this album and the uh all the production is by the apollo brown guy i think he's from detroit too mm. uh but this shit is fucking amazing Actually, i don't know where he's from i thought he was from detroit but this shit I, I love this album and the album is called as god intended my favorite song on there is called follow the wisdom she it's just to give you an idea of it it kind of puts me in the mind of To Pimp a Butterfly from how she's rapping, not the structure of it, but just the thought. No, 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 I'm talking about the subject matter, not necessarily the formatting or where you don't like the jazz sound, because it has a soul, it's a soulful To Pimp a Butterfly, not a jazz one. Yeah, so like it has a soulful sound and he using the soul beats. She's just on the same subject matter as him, but it's also unique because it's from a woman's perspective and it's, it's usual and, I'm not, I don't want to sound like Jermaine Dupree here. It's not usually that women are talking about what she's talking about. And if you are from a certain life or you you know, or you're familiar with what she's talking about, it's, it's amazing hearing a woman's perspective on it, like her boyfriend getting locked up from just being out in the streets. Like, that shit's fucking amazing. I love this album. Yeah. So. Check it out. What you got? What else? Uh, the next one you had way too low. I feel like this is probably could have been one of the albums of the year. Royce the Five Nine, the Allegory, love this album. I'm all with Slipping the Medicine 
in there with the candy and that's what he did. I learned all, anything that I can learn something from, I'm a fan of. And I learned something on this album, even if it was something as small as the, the, the chicks that are basing their bodies off of like when he said, Google this lady's name and it had the old image of her in blackface. Like, oh, that ain't the only thing, but just, I loved how he formatted this and was trying to teach you something. But at the same time, wrapping niggas up under the table having niggas on there that could rap up under the table too and just made it entertaining with the skits. I feel like this album was perfect um, as far as him doing the beats and not going outside trying to make it a big rap production, but just giving you, I'm, I'm Royce. I know I can rap my ass off. I'm not trying to catch a hit. I want to put a good project out. That's what I got from this and I loved it. Yeah, for sure. I think I know what your number one is, so we're going to hold up because it's going to sound very familiar to mine. Number three for me, I've got Conway King to a guy. Mm. Man, listen, Griselda did their thing this year. I was very interested to see what Conway was going to do with his album. He came out with the Lulu Project earlier in the year. It was a little EP, a little snack size EP with Alchemist that was also good. But I needed I needed a little more. I needed to know what he could do with a with a more uh, full length project, and he did that with this for King to a God. First of all, I love the title. I think that shit is super hard. Fire. Number one, uh, number two, <laughs> Conway solidified himself as one of the best rappers in the game. I know it's tough when you're in that camp because you're next to another guy that's pretty good as well. But he still separated himself in terms of style and just kind of grit. And I, I just, I, just re- I really loved the album. Like I was, it met my expectations. It actually probably exceeded them, even though they were already high as hell. So I love that not only these guys in this camp are talented, but they're putting out material that is setting the bar, that's matching the bar that they've already set. I think that shit is cool. And that's how you build waves and momentum and you can feel it right now. Um, in 2020, they, they, they did their thing and more on them in a minute. Number two is my guy. Gangster Gibbs, mm. Freddie Gibbs with another top five album of the year. Last year, he had a top five album of the year with no, Bandana. What? No, he didn't. Fuck. Bandana <laughs> was complete flames with Static Selector. This time, he locked it himself in the booth with Alchemist for this Alfredo. Everything about it is tough. The rollouts, the features, the production, his bars. I think he's refined his flow just a little bit to make it a little bit more palatable. It's not so Midwest. (laughs) It's not so Dayton family (laughs) like 95, because that was the knock on Freddie Gibbs. He's refined it to more of a 2020 sound and he's winning more people over in my opinion, because he's got the personality to go with it. He's got the bars, the personality, the rollout, he's got the whole package when it comes to that. He stuck to his guns and his sound and it's working. And and I also think you've got to, Thank Currency with a little bit of mix of Griselda, too, for opening the door for him to be commercially successful because now he got the Grammy nod with this sound. Um, but number one, I'm assuming you've got this same number one coming yeah, out of the Griselda camp. You called it a classic when we reviewed it. Thanks. I laughed hysterically when you said that. And now looking back, you might have been on to something because my number one is Benny the Butcher Burden of Proof, and that album is fan fucking tastic. Still today, it will be Even tomorrow and this time next year. Yeah, facts. This is if Lil Baby was the soundtrack for 2020, this is what niggas like 
our age, you and I, the rap that we were raised on in 2020. That's what this is. Yeah, this is like that, like home run out of the park. I know I said it when we reviewed it, five reels. It just, it was perfect. Like just the, the name, the title, the burden of proof, uh, just taking, like I feel like from reasonable doubt and just giving you an updated version and contemporary, like what niggas our age want to hear, the way we want to hear it, talking that talk, uh, just reminiscent of the rap that we grew up on. And that was the reason why I was my album of the year. Like I said, going over my Spotify wrap ups, knowing like that, that was one of the ones is just boom, back to back to back. I listened to, I love that album. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's, it's nuts. And like you said, you made a good point. If I was 25 and under, Lil Baby's album would be album of the year. Facts. Cool, clearly. Facts. It ain't even no question. That would be number one. But I'm not 25 and under. I'm 28. So therefore, <laughs> Benny the Butcher, Burn the Proof is album of the year. You were 28 uh, in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him and my young ass. All right, was there anything that you had that almost made the cut? Just barely. I tell you what, if it had came out earlier in the year, another surprise after listening to it, and maybe it's just because it's newer, but that Juicy J, that um, the hustle continues. You ain't listen to that. You ain't listen. You you couldn't have listened to that. Of course, I listened to it. That shit banging. It's cool. Quality wise, it's top ten album of the year. It's cool. Uh, My guy Ti, that Libra. That's a good that. That could have been. That could have made one of the lower numbers. And the um, 21 Savage joint. Stop. You ain't like a 21 Savage? It's good. You've be, you been hating on 21 Savage since Issa, though. It came That's in with, though. It huh? came in That's mine. Nah. It's album, mine. It's cool. It's cool. That's nah, mine. Did you have any more? Uh, Yeah, shout out to my guy Larry June, Adjust to the Game. You just turned your nose up at three straight up hits, and then you're gonna say fucking Larry June? Absolutely. What? You're gonna, you gonna say D Black next? No, D Smoke no, okay. is next. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, I am. Black Habits, D Smoke. That almost made it too. It's gonna win that Shout grand. out D Black, man. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. I got D Black. Uh, but yes, LeBron D James. D Smoke, motherfucker. But no, no, Larry June, that album is banging. Stop, stop the madness. It didn't do enough to make the top 10, but it's fire. And that D Smoke Black Habits is fire. It didn't do enough to make the top 10. But it was dope. And from the best uh, reality show rapper ever, uh, <laughs> D Smoke, that nigga cold. He got the cheat code, the TDE brother and family. And I, it's a cheat code, but he, he make good ass music, though. He can rap, though. I'm, I'm really just giving D Smoke a hard time because he took that Grammy nod from Lil Baby, but he can't rap. And the album is, it's a really good album. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, solid. It's it solid is a really good album. Man, y'all know how we get down. Let us know what your, if you want to give us your top 10, go for it. I was going to ask for your top three. Just leave a comment with your top three. But we'll take top 10. If you're feeling froggy, go for it. Um, go to Facebook, search the Rap Chat group, or just leave a comment on our IG at On Deck TV Podcast. We'll appreciate it. Now, uh, we got some wins and some losses. Uh, looks like we got more losses than wins, so let's get the W out of the way. It's the end of the year, man. Them L's are coming. That's true. W to Lil Baby, uh, who celebrated his birthday by receiving gifts for what seemed like a month straight. Uh, <laughs> this is the second year in a row this has happened. He 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 got, like, a shout-out uh, another year for getting birthday gifts like this. Man, it was nuts. James Harden and the, the label. James, James Harden gave him 100000 a bag of honey buns. Man. Hey, 
you got to be a good person to, for to people to fuck with you like that on your birthday. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta be like you gotta fuck with people throughout the year. That's true. Cause Cause people, he seem like a real nigga though. He seem like a solid. Yeah, he do seem like he 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 does his thing. Niggas went out of their way to make sure he was straight. That was that was dope to see. He got the same birthday as Jay Z, huh? The fourth was That's it the same crazy. day? I think so. Wow. I think so. Destined for greatness. If that's the case. Yeah. Um, and then Hove had an appreciation room on the on the new Clubhouse app. Did you listen? Were I you in not, there? I wasn't. That was pretty cool. Uh, just Blaze was leading the conversation. He was talking about, uh, they were just showing love to Hove. They were talking about some unreleased tracks. Lenny S was in there just giving some stories. A guy, um, uh, Guru was in there talking. Just, just, people just showing love for Hove. Yeah, it was really, 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 it was really cool. Time. Huh? So if, you, if you're a J nerd, that was probably. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Have you been on Clubhouse yet? You Not fuck with yet. But I'm gonna have to go ahead because I've heard it seven times just today. So I'm gonna need yeah. to jump on the way. It's it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Um, real quick though, bonus L to little baby though for mm. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly getting caught up with with a porn star, uh, Miss what's her name, Miss London. I believe so. He allegedly paid sixteen thousand for her to be quiet. No, he paid sixteen thousand to smash. She was just oh, I'm sorry. Well, that was she was just supposed to be quiet because of it. Same thing. Let's be honest. (laughs) He paid sixteen thousand to smash allegedly, and now it's gotten out, and y'all know he booed up and shit. So he's probably hearing it at the crib right now. Um, Hey, (laughs) that's why you need that Grammy nomination, man. Your Grammy nominated artist, man. You can get away with this shit. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) we do have an L to Pretty Ricky. Uh, one of the members of the group. <laughs> no uh, way. Punching a Disneyland employee, uh, which is nuts. What would it take for you to punch a Disney worker? Dude? Like, well, what happened here, he was in line and the Disneyland employees came by and he fake coughed and said, oh shit, Corona. And the dude told him, I don't think that's funny. And he said, well, I think it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> And they proceeded to come get him and try to put him out of the park. Hence, he sprung on the dude who went to go get security. Oh, well, that's uh, weird. If you, if you fake coughed on a nigga, then you might need Yeah, to- like he was in there playing, man. Quit pl- fucking playing with me. Like, I, to, to hit a Disney park person, man. What's this nigga? I can't think of what Pretty Ricky member it was, man. But he a petty ass nigga. It'll take a whole lot. You there with your kids. Like your kids to see you whoop that's a nigga, crazy. like that's gonna take a whole lot for me. You already pretty Ricky. You already a pretty Ricky member, so yeah, yeah. you already on edge. Just you on edge. That's what it is. You just feel disrespected because you in pretty Ricky. That's what I'm saying. That nigga um, him to say a Corona, dude. Stop playing. Like you don't play with people like that, though. That's this not nigga cool. at work at Disneyland. He don't want to be there, and you playing. Yeah. Come on. He should have hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have another L to everyday struggle. Um, it is being canceled after almost three years on April, 2017 is when it launched. Um, how will the, how will everyday struggle be remembered in, in hip hop? It'll be remembered for the show that lost Joe button. Mm. Joe, like, I think as long as Joe had stayed on there, that show would had continued to rise and probably been a lot bigger for complex, but as when he left, it just, it was an awkward, weird vibe that they tried to keep up. Shout out to Nadeska. I think she did a good job as the mediator. Uh, but I'll be um, eager to see what happens with ACT next. 
Yeah. Not yeah. eager. Well, I'm just, I'd, I'd love to see though what happens to it. Shout out to Complex, man. Uh, a hip hop debate show. Man, that's crazy, mm. man. I almost wow. wish I would have thought of that, man. That's wild. <laughs> Wonder where they got that one from. Yeah, man. Shout out to Complex <laughs> and your boy Joe. Uh, <laughs> another L to the City Girls JT. Old tweets have resurfaced, uh, right in time for her birthday weekend. And you know, when we see, when we say old tweets have resurfaced, you know what that entails, the usual suspects yeah. of what's she, being she, skewed. Everybody got a piece of it. White people, gays, black, everybody got a piece of the real JT. But you know what? A rapper like JT, this ain't going to like, I think people like her for being real anyway, saying what you wouldn't normally say, outspoken, would you say? So like, she going to keep rolling. This may make her even bigger. Hey, real quick, before we get out of here, I have a question. And I, and we have, I know we have ladies listening. So mm-hmm. this is really for the ladies, if they would answer. I meant to mention this during the trouble segment. Mm-hmm. If the shoe was on the other foot, mm. and the I'm, I'm asking the ladies, if you were making music, mm. and Cardi B wanted your dude for the night in exchange for a feature, would you green like that? I don't think I don't ladies think doing it. You don't think so? Nah. They, they husband hot at them, then. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> he gonna be resentful in the motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. Cardi B wanted me. Exactly. Would Cardi be amazing? I, I I just I don't know. I don't know if women move like that. I may be wrong though. I, I'd love to see these answers. I don't know either, man. I, we got to pose that question. Maybe put up on IG or something. Yeah, let's do that. Um, on decor of the week goes to drum roll, please. Realville mm-hmm. Media, goddammit. it! The members let's of Realville it. Media, we have a wellness challenge going on. This week is water. I'm right. body bagging it. Holler at your boy. Triple digits on the water today. Shout out to I got Jay Ho from FSP for putting this together, man. Facts, man. Jay Ho trying to keep us healthy over here. Got my 118 ounces in today, too, man. Felt it? good getting that water in. That's it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all. I mean, it was just, just light work. It was day one, you know. I catch up to niggas. But I got that in the end of the day, man. Shout out to Jay Ho in that wellness challenge, man. Jay Ho said we need to be first in line for the vaccine, too. That's the conversation for another day. I've seen, I've seen, <laughs> I seen a uh, I seen a poll on ESP. Uh, shit, not ESPN. CNN said that fifty seven percent of African Americans said that they are not going to take the vaccine. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that's not higher. Really? Yeah, we, there's a distrust. The, the, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, this is there's, there's a distrust. distrust. So, and, and and to be fair, there's also a lack of. I don't. I'm not in healthcare, mm-hmm. so I still truly realistically don't comprehend 100% how a vaccine is supposed to work. I've never really got the concept of putting the virus in me so then I don't get it. I just thought that was always strange. So It strengthens your immune system. Yeah, no, I, that's... You know the concept, you just say I don't believe it. You see? No, I'm not even sure that I don't believe it. I just, I don't understand how it, how it does that. I, I, I need to know how in order for it to make sense. He I guess it's said, like... For any for anybody listening who who is thinking about getting the vaccine, shout out to I got hold. He said you need to be first in line for that vaccine because now is when it's more more potent, and when the time goes on, they're going to water it down so that they're able to distribute it more, and it's not going to have it's not going to have the same power. Yeah, niggas gonna be out here like uh that fucking Will Smith movie, nigga. What is that? <laughs> What's the Will Smith movie? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm good. I am legend. Niggas gonna be out here like I am legend. You and no, French I, Montana dog, nigga. That's it. Nah, I, I ain't saying that I'm. I, I, ain't, I ain't saying that I wouldn't take it, but I'm not gonna be first in line. I'm not gonna be that. Cause to be fair, we all were vaccinated as kids, bro. Yeah, we were. I, I mean, I ain't, I'm not an anti-vaxer. So it's like, I, I, yeah, I'm saying like I, I, I know it happens, but I'm not gonna be first in line. I'm not doing that. First in line is nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> like, like, nigga, I ain't never heard of the Tuskegee Project. Like, nah, I'm good. Nigga, I don't want to be first in line for this PlayStation because it might have. Right, to I'm good. I don't even, I don't even download the fucking Apple updates first. You gotta wait a fucking month for those. I ain't jumping first in line for that shit. Well, they take the vaccine though. It, it's the only way this shit gonna get back to to normal per oh, se. So shit. I do want people to take it, just not me first. <laughs> I'll take that shit. Everybody that else started, take it, but me and we straight. Yeah, they actually started. Uh, Europe started Friday. They start they passing start it out people? Friday. Hmm? No, they start passing the vaccine out Friday. Oh, okay. it's already approved. It's through their house and everything. They ready to roll. Uh, people gonna start lining up and getting it Friday. They starting with the elderly and uh, people that are in healthcare uh, workers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, we can see how it goes over there. Absolutely, man. Give me a put on, man. I need give me something to put on real quick. Uh, speaking of vaccines, put ons. Uh, this past week, uh, Raphael Warnock took the stage in the debate, the Georgia debate. Um, I put on this specifically for the Georgia listeners, man. I'm going to say this for the next two weeks. Do not forget to go vote for the Senate seats. Just as important as you going to vote a couple of weeks ago for the president. Make sure you take time out of your day. Early voting starts the 14th. I think that's next Monday. Take a couple of minutes out. It's not going to be as crowded as it was, even if you had problems with the presidential. I went in and went out voted for the presidential campaign, but make sure you go vote for the Senate seats if you're in Georgia that are up for grabs. Yeah, it's big. Big implications right mm-hmm. there. Um, put us on put, something. My put on is um, I was on Hulu, mm-hmm. bored as hell. I needed an hour to kill. And there was a Takashi documentary on no, And I no. said, I'm not going to watch this because I've already you listened to the Spotify joint. I kind of know the story. You're one of the biggest Takashi fans out here. It is a very interesting story. It's, it's one of the biggest train wrecks we've seen in hip hop. So it is intriguing. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, I did press play. And it actually was pretty good. It's a little different listening to it and watching it. Watching it is a little different. Mm-hmm. So for that. It's the same as the podcast? No, he, this, this dude put a little bit of a different spin on it. He actually had been working on this before the shit went down. So it's just kind of ironic that <laughs> all this extra shit happened. He was already working on a project, a documentary to kind of just get behind and kind of get, get see through the eyes of him and who he really was and what he really was. And he was, almost, he was actually, the guy was actually let down by what he turned out to be. Uh, which was, of course, a farce. We all know that now. But it's it, it's very interesting, and it's really well done. So it's not like a nigga with a fucking iPhone doing some homemade-ass documentary. Like, it, like it got, like, a budget and everything. Like, it's, it's on point. And it's cool to see all the old clips and old this that people reference. Like, yeah, he was in this video in the back, and they, used, they showed a video with him in the back. It's like, damn, he showed it. And this is when he first got this. And so it's cool to tell the story. If anybody's interested, it's called 6 9 the saga of Danny Hernandez. It's watchable if you're a hip hop fan. That's all. How much does he get paid? You think he made money off it? Oh no, I don't think so. No, hmm. 
I don't think so. I don't think this is authorized. Oh, okay. So who knows? Interesting. Um, hey man, another top 10 episode in the books. Um, again, let us know about our list and your list as well. And go to Patreon, man, patreon.com slash realville for bonus content. A lot of these albums we reviewed on Patreon. So make sure y'all go check that out to get a more in-depth look at some of our favorite albums of the year. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys joining us for the album of the year. Be on the lookout for the On Deck TV Awards. It's going to be something fire. We're going to do a close the year out. First time doing this one, we'll make it a tradition just like the albums of the year and the man of the year. Uh, so we look forward to having that that it be to you guys before the end of the year. Absolutely, man. We out.